Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries podcast. We are delighted to be with you, and we are so grateful for this opportunity to minister to you. And as Terry and I say so often, we're here to wash your feet with the Word of God. And that's what the Word will do. It will wash you and cleanse you. Isn't that right? And feed you. (laughs) And feed you. (laughs) Build you up. Yeah, fill you up, stand you up, start you out on your day right. Uh, The Word of God has that creative power within it. Uh, You know, I was thinking about something Brother uh, T.L. Osborne said many years ago, that the Word of God has within Its its DNA, its power, to create what it promises when it is acted upon when it's believed and acted upon. And that's really how you have to look at your Bible, is that it is, you know, like you've said so many times, it's a giant seed packet, and all these seeds in here are like rumbling. (laughs) You know, they're just waiting to go and do something, but it has to come out of the mouth of a believer. You have to say it in faith. Sure. You know, you've seen God do that so many times for you around the world. 52 years of ministry around the world, preaching and teaching the Word of God, You've seen the Lord do that on so many situations in your life, in so many nations of the world. No, absolutely, and He's still doing it. Yes, this this, this Bible is is a is alive. Uh, it's it's seeds. Yes, a seed's nature is to grow. Is to grow. That's what a seed's supposed to do. Yes. That's its yes. purpose in life. Right, is to grow. Yes. It's not growing. Something's wrong with it. No, that's right. And uh, so, as long as we declare these things out of our mouth, as God's declared them out of His mouth, right. then uh, there's place for faith to move. And that's that's exactly everything that the believer is supposed to be doing is saying something out of our mouth. Absolutely. And that goes back to Genesis one twenty six that you teach so often about that God gave man dominion, mankind dominion, and it was and it was His creation, Adam and Eve there in the garden. He said, "Take dominion, yeah. have dominion, yes. Yes. exercise dominion, and do it over." Everything that was there in the and garden. Jesus told his disciples the same thing. Same thing. Yes, he did. You know, behold, I get, Luke ten nineteen. Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give, I you, give power you. Yes. Over all the power of the enemy. Nothing. You know, T H I N G. Nothing. No thing. No thing. Shall by any, any means, means hurt you. Hurt you. I think that's so um, um, undeniably profound. Not and, and not just truth, but it's profound in that. Out of the mouth of God to Adam and Eve, and then out of the mouth of Jesus to those standing around him in the New Testament, right, right there at the beginning in the in the book of Luke, that he they tell both dispensations the same thing. Oh, absolutely. They were always in agreement. The word right. is always in agreement. Always with the in agreement. The spirit's yes. always in agreement with the word. Right. God's always in agreement with Jesus. Jesus said, I don't do anything what right. except what I see my father do. No, exactly. I don't say anything except what I hear my father say. I didn't come well, to do my will, but the will of him that sent me. It's always, always in agreement. Well, and when you have... And in heaven, they're in agreement. Yeah. In heaven, they're in agreement. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, Spirit and Word. Paul said that in Corinthians, that the Spirit and the Word must agree. agree. There always is that balance Mm -hmm. that when the Holy Spirit uh, in Genesis 1 hovered over the face of the deep, and then God spoke. God said. Yeah, God said. And God, as he said, the Holy Spirit was there present uh, to bring that to pass. It's not just God said one time. No, right. It's verse 3. 
verse 5, verse 7, verse right. 9, verse 14, right. verse 20, and God said, and it was so. Everything God created, he spoke it. He declared it. He decreed it. That's he right. said it out of his mouth, and when he said it out of his mouth and believed it in his heart, it came to pass. Right. Isn't that powerful? It is powerful. And then Jesus came and that's what that's all mm. Jesus did. When he came to earth as a man, then he walked that out. That's right. That's why when he looked at that fig tree and saw that it didn't have figs on it, and, and obviously the fig tree said something to him that he didn't like, <laughs> because Mark chapter 11 says, and he answered it. Yes. You don't answer something unless it says something to you. But it says there in Mark 11, uh, it, says, it says that Jesus answered the tree, answered the fig tree. That's amazing. And he said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. <laughs> he wasn't happy about it. No. He, whatever that well, tree said, he did not like it. And he said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. Forever. And he didn't think that was weird to speak to a tree. Now, the disciples, Peter and the boys, they thought it was strange. Uh, they probably stood around and watched thinking maybe lightning's going to hit it or something. But right. Jesus was leaving. He was going on to church in Jerusalem. So yes. they hustled up to catch up with him. Uh, but Jesus didn't think it was strange to talk to a tree well, because he was there in the beginning whenever God created the tree right. with words. Right. Everything God created and God said when he wanted to create the herb bearing trees, Genesis 1 says, he said and, right. and created that fig tree with his word. So Jesus knew the same power that brought the fig tree into existence would also take it out. So he just used words and spoke with his words and believed in his heart the thing he said had come to pass. And he said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And I mean, that fig tree never produced another fig. That's astounding, you know, that words have that kind of power. Well, we all know that in the in the natural realm, if somebody's cheering for you and people are telling you you can do something and, and you've got a, a, you know, a good a support group behind you, most people will really uh, thrive and they'll succeed. Sure. But when there are negative words spoken, just like Proverbs 18 over there says that life and death and is in the, the power tongue. of the tongue, and that that's pretty much everybody's tongue, well, there's only 3, <laughs> saved or unsaved. in the Bible about words and mouth <laughs> only. and tongue and lips. I right. mean, evidently, God's trying to tell us yeah, something. Yeah, God's trying to tell us something. It's astounding it to me. to be simple, Renee. Yes. The church has made it so hard over all these centuries. Right. You know, we've said many times that, that the Bible is so simple, we've had to have professional help to, to misunderstand <laughs> it, and we've certainly had professional help. Yes. But it, Jesus Jesus talked to farmers. He right. talked to fishermen. He talked to people at the marketplace. He talked to the little lady at the well. Yeah. I mean, he, he's... The gospel was meant to be preached to, to naked natives in the jungle. It was meant to be preached to anybody and everybody and yeah. them understand it on that simple level. No, and that's some really of the things true. That are the most profound are just simple things. We think they really are. Are just simple things, right? You know, when when you think about preaching the gospel and just teaching along these 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 lines of that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So if you want oh, to speak life, yeah. If you want to speak life, well, then to me the most obvious words like Hosea fourteen two. When you go before the Lord, take, take with, with you, you words. words. Well, the most obvious words that would have the most power. That would not be debatable would be the word of God. Sure. That if you speak the word of God, if you go before the Lord in prayer, if you have a petition prayer, um, if you're asking intercessory on behalf of others, you want to take the word of God because you know those words have stood the test of time. Sure. That that not one word will ever pass away. Sure. All all words that accomplish something are declarative. 
Right. Words of faith are declarative. They're they not, certainly they're not, are. They're not if. They're not, well, maybe. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think so. No, no. It's always just, there it is. No, that's right. There it is. Well, Let there be light. Light was. <laughs> well, you Take find Take up that. your bed and walk. He got him walked. Well, he did. I, Go you show know. yourself to the priest. Went and showed yourself to the priest. It's just declarative, simple so that's what the gospel is. When you're preaching the exactly. gospel, we're about to go do this huge open-air crusade right. uh, overseas in a Muslim land. And uh, I won't be teaching. They tell us uh-huh. we'll have 100,000 people in the crowd Muslims. I'm not going to teach. Right. You can't teach to sinners. Right. You declare. Right. You announce the gospel. Preaching exactly. is announcing the good news. Right. So I can't stand in front of 100,000 Muslims and say, okay, everyone open your Bibles tonight. They don't have Bibles. <laughs> I can't say turn to First Thessalonians and we're going to teach you the, the Logos and the Rhema. They don't know what Thessalonians no. is or what all that other can't stuff is. can't give a scripture reference. You can't give a scripture reference because mm-hmm. they, they don't have a scripture. Uh-oh. They don't have a Bible. So I've got to declare the Word of God. I've right. got to declare that, that Jehovah is God. There's no God like Jehovah. There's one God. Right. I've got to declare that Jesus is the Son of God. Yes. <laughs> Jesus was born of a virgin. Hallelujah. That's a declarative statement. There's no right. argument with that. Jesus right. was born of a virgin. Jesus lived on this Phenomenal. earth as a man. Mm-hmm. Jesus died on the cross for me and you. Right. Jesus paid for my sins uh, with his, in, 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 in my sickness in his own body with blood. Hallelujah. He hung on the cross and paid our sins and our sicknesses with blood. That's right. They took him off the cross. They put him in the ground and buried him. The third day he rose again. That's right. a declarative statement. The third day he rose again. And he's alive and well today. And you, by believing on him, can live with him forever. Those Hallelujah. are all declarative statements <laughs> of the gospel. That's wonderful. There's, there's no if, maybe, and, no, but about no, any of that. No. It's not how do you feel about it, what do you think about it. No, it's a declarative mm. statement. Whether you like it or not or believe it or not, Jehovah is God. Well, Jesus is Lord. And that's all what we call good news. Well, yeah. Is and it's made it's so to be simple. announced. It's, yeah. not, it's not explainable. No. You can't explain it. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not going to try to stand on that crusade platform when we get over there and, and try to explain to them how this little baby born in a borrowed manger well, was the son of God, was the king of all kings. Yes, I'm not going to try to explain that. I'm just going to announce that he's the son of God. Well, And there's a power in that. Paul said in Romans chapter 1, he said the power of God, right. the power yeah. uh, is in salvation. Is in salvation. When you announce yeah. salvation, right. there's a power in it. There's an anointing in it. Every believer is listening to me today. Every believer is anointed to win souls, and they have an anointing on soul winning, That's even right. if they've never done it or don't know it. That anointing's still there. The anointing. Paul said it's the power of God unto, unto salvation. salvation. Well, and that's what makes it so really, really simple is the fact that um, when you talk about preaching, even the New Testament refers to preaching as the foolishness. Yes, foolishness. Foolishness, because it's God's so chosen the foolishness simple. of preaching. Yes. Uh, Brother Hagen used to say that those first three chapters of 1 Corinthians oh, lay out the whole rest of the New Testament. 
so that we realize that it's not, he says, not many mighty, in other words, very strong people, um, you know, that are courageous or uh, like a soldier or somebody like that, not many mighty, those that are high born, anybody uh, along in that line, but it's, but it's God has chosen the foolish things Mm -hmm. to to confound the wise wise. so that he that glories, let him glory in the Lord and that by the foolishness of preaching that this gospel would be preached around the world. Like Mark 16 said, I think you were referring to that recently to one of the, uh, in one of the other uh, podcasts the was that, you know, that, that five times, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, that Jesus uh, said to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We he could lay hands on the sick. We could cast out devils, <laughs> you know, uh, those five things in Mark 16, that it was just that announcement of the gospel, yeah. that ability for somebody that'll just go and say the word of God and preach the word of God. Make those declarative statements sure. and just, you know, let 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 it just put it out there like casting seed <laughs> sure. and and see what but kind of heart all, will, what kind all, of hearts will pick it up. It's all declarative. Yes. And it's all simple. Yes. And trying to make it very, hard very, very simple is is not the way to go with this thing. It's like Mark chapter four, starting at verse thirty five. Jesus is preaching to all these people on the shore mm-hmm. and he's tired. And it's late. And so he turns around to the, to the boys and he says, let us pass over to the other side. Right. There, that, that, you don't get a vote about that. <laughs> you don't get an opinion about oh, that. Right, right. It's a declarative statement. He looks right. at them with, with those coals of fire he had for eyes. And he said, let us pass over to the other side. He's like, what do you think about passing over the other side? <laughs> what do you think about the weather today? You think it looks okay to go to the other side? Yeah, no, no, no. Right. He said, let us pass over to the other side. Period, cut and dried, over and out. Right. That was the plan. Right. That was the commandment. Right. That was the order. Right. That was the promise. Let us pass over to the other side. And so they said, sure, Lord, get in the boat. <laughs> and so he got in the boat. Right. And then when they took off, he just thought he'd take a nap. And so he lay down in the back of the ship and back of the boat and went to sleep. And as they got out there, here comes this monster storm. Well, and I mean, it's a serious storm. Now, these guys weren't weekend warriors. They knew that water. They knew that lake. They, no, they knew right. that boat. They, they knew what they were doing. And uh, when they got scared, uh, it was serious. You know, I'm a pilot, and I remember many years ago I was flying someone around, and I think I took you on your first plane ride, and I and I uh, was flying in, in left seat, and somebody was sitting over here right seat, and I looked over at them and, and saw they were scared. And, and they were what we call the member of the white knuckle club. You know, they were hanging on so tight to the, the seat or whatever right. that their knuckles were all white. Right. And I said, hey, 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 don't get scared. I said, watch me. And if I get scared, then you get scared. <laughs> but if I don't get scared, then you don't get scared. You're okay unless I get scared. Right. I said, if I get scared, we're in trouble. Right. But I'm cool. <laughs> and so Jesus was that way. He just said, let us pass over the other side. And he went to sleep. Right. And so here these guys are out there, and, and it gets really, really, really bad. And they got really, really, really scared. Yes. And water was actually coming in the boat. It was almost full. This wasn't just a little sprinkle. I mean, water's wow. coming in the boat. This mm. is serious. That's right. And so they didn't know what to do in the natural, because in the natural, they were in trouble. I mean, they, they knew that water. They knew that lake. Right. They knew that wind. They right. knew that, hey, this is serious. But they weren't using any faith at all. Because they had they had forgotten three things, Renee. And Christians today forget those same three things all the time. My they forgot mind. number one, his promise. Right. They forgot number two, his presence, and they forgot number three, his power. 
Now, had they remembered his promise, his presence, his power, they'd lay down and go to sleep too. Because what was the promise? Let us pass over to the other other side. side. He didn't say, let's go halfway out and sink. Right. He didn't say, let's cross over unless the, 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 you know, if the creek don't rise, the devil don't care, as my grandma (laughs) used to say. You know, he didn't say, let's go out unless the storm comes up. Right. He didn't say, let's go halfway out and try and come back. He said, declarative, let us pass over to the other side. Period. Cut and dried over and out. I'm going to sleep. So had they remembered his promise, that'd have been okay, but they forgot his promise. They forgot that the master had said, well, let us pass over the other side. Now, see, Christians watching us today, uh, some of them sitting there with their Bible, just like me and you sitting here with our Bible. Some of them sitting there with the promise right there in their lap. Well, we've got the promises of God. I mean, all the promises of yes. God. They're all yea and they're all, and amen, they're all amen. And they've got them right there in their lap. But if we don't watch well, it during daily mind. during the daily life, we forget the promise. Right now, we look at the promise that says, by his stripes you're healed. We look at the promise that says, he's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that healeth thee. We look mm-hmm. at the promise in Psalms 91 that says, no plague comes nigh your dwelling. But then we turn on the TV and they say, the coronavirus is going to kill you. And if you don't watch out, you believe that. That's right. Instead of believing Boy, the promise. Right. Don't forget the promise. If you remember the promise, you're okay. And the second thing they forgot was his presence. He was in the boat. <laughs> He's not going to let them drown him. No, that's right. That's I right. mean, when I was first Thank learning you, to fly, you know, we have. A, whenever you learn to fly, there's a, there's a there's a, a a contraption you actually put on your head that oh. makes it where you can't see except out this little hole down here. It's called a hood. It's not a hood like we think of of like putting right. a pillowcase over your head, but it's an actual <laughs> hat that comes out long like this, and you can't see anything around you except right through this well, opening down here in this hood. My goodness. And so they put that on you. The instructor puts that on you and has you let go of the wheel, let go of the yoke, let go of the steering wheel, and fold your hands like this and put your head down like this, and uh, and you can't see anything except now that your knees or your feet, and uh, and you're not touching the controls. And the instructor's sitting over here, and he's got a steering wheel in front of him too. He's got a yoke. And uh, he begins to put the airplane in what, in aviation terms, what they call unusual attitudes. Right. In other words, that plane is not supposed to be in that position. The attitude of the plane is supposed to be straight and level flying where you're going. Right. <laughs> but he makes it go up and he makes it go oh, down my. and he makes it go sideways. Yeah. And he makes a steep turn here and a steep turn here. And Ooh. pretty soon your inner ear. Yes, I would imagine All those so. juices are just going every which way. My goodness. And it gives you what they call vertigo. Right. And vertigo means you're dizzy and you don't know which way is up. Oh, my. And so your senses, you can no longer trust your senses. Your senses. Because you may be sitting there like this and you may feel like you're going up. But you may be going down. You may feel like you're turning right, but you're not turning right. You may feel like you're turning left. You may feel like you're climbing, but you, you're, you're so confused with your inner ear that you really don't know. You can't fly by feelings Right is right. the point of the exercise. Right. And then after he gets you good and confused and mixed up, <laughs> then he just lets Thank go you. of the wheel. <laughs> oh and he my says, goodness. you got it. And then your job is, once that instructor says you got it, your job is to raise your head to where you can see the instruments. So you can't see outside. You can't see anything else. All you can see is the instruments or, let's say, the speedometer if you're in a car. Right, right. And then you're supposed to forget your feelings because your feelings may be telling you, I'm going left, I'm going up, I'm going down, I'm going right. And forget all that. But look at those instruments and see what it says you're doing. Right. If it says you're going up, 
then correct it. If it says you're going left or right, correct it right. and get the thing back in normal attitude or normal conditions right. by ignoring your feelings and just following the instruments. Wow. So that sounds like somebody's walking by faith. Well, exactly. <laughs> Jesus invented it before aviation did. Right. And so so your feelings you cannot depend on, you cannot right. trust, you cannot count on. Actually in aviation, um, the position of the airplane is actually called the attitude. Mm-hmm. Which is a funny word for us because we think attitude of something is something right. else. But pilots always say this. Pilots say your 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 altitude or excuse me, your your attitude determines your altitude. <laughs> yes, I've heard that before. Yeah. Every pilot will tell you that. Your altitude determines I mean your attitude determines your altitude. Right. And so you have to get that airplane back, you know, let's say you're flying at oh five thousand feet. Right. Well, he may get it down to three mm. when he's doing all this crazy stuff, right. or he may get it up to six. Right. And so when he lets it go, you got to get it back to where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so if it's supposed to be at five thousand feet, you got to look at that instrument and see where it is, and then you right. get it back to where it's supposed to be. And so you you then get the airplane back in the right attitude and the right altitude. Well, that's the whole point. That's of the amazing. exercise is That's to teach amazing. you to fly, that if you're flying in the clouds or flying in the rain or flying at night, when you can't see anything, that you don't go by your feelings. You don't just say, well, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm going up. I better, I better, I better dive a little Isn't bit. Cause you can put yourself in the ground and kill Isn't you. That something? But you yeah, believe the right. instruments. Okay. Well, it used to scare me. My instructor out there in Midland, Texas, man, he'd get that plane all crazy, and then he'd say, you got it. Man, I'd grab the wheel, and I'd look through that little hole, and I'd look at the instruments. I'd finally figure out where wow. I and – I, and I'd do it all right, but it'd scare me. Yeah. And one day, we were doing that, and it dawned on me. My lightning-fast brain <laughs> finally figured something out, and I thought, you know what? This guy's not going to let me kill him. Right. <laughs> he's in here, and if exactly. I do something really, really exactly. stupid, he's going to grab the wheel, and he's going to fix it. Yes, he will. And you know, Renee, from that day, I never was scared again. I just sat there and relaxed. Just sitting there all tense and uptight. I just relaxed while he's doing his crazy thing uh, and putting the air, ad, uh, aircraft in all kind of crazy ad, ad, excuse me, attitudes. I just sit there and relaxed. He'd say, you got it. And I just look up and I just put it where it belongs, knowing all the time that if I if I foul this up, he's going to save me. Right. Well, that's what those disciples should have figured out. Right. Jesus. They is forgot the right. his presence. <laughs> right. Had right. they remembered his presence, presence and thought, "Hey, it doesn't matter how bad this storm gets, he's not going to let us drown him. He's not going right. to die." Right. If they remembered his presence and see everybody listening to us today that's born again Christian has his presence. Right. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never, never forsake, forsake you. you. My father and I will live in you. We'll make our right. abode in you. We'll yes. live in you. We'll walk yes. in you. Well, if we just sit and calm down and say, hey, Jesus is in here. That's right. I'm okay. I've got his promise. I've got this whole book of promises. Yeah, let's Plus, remember that. He lives here. <laughs> right. And then the third thing they forgot, they forgot his, they forgot his promise. They forgot his presence. And the third thing they forgot was his power. He's the maker of the wind. Yes. He's the master of the rain. He's Thank the master you, of the seas. Thank you, Lord. And they forgot his power. They forgot his presence. presence. And they forgot his promise. promise. And so power, they got all they got all so scared power, that they woke him up and said, Master, <laughs> don't you care that we're dying? We're going to die? Right. They right. said, don't, don't you care we're going to perish? Mm. 
And so he well, woke up and said, what? <laughs> and he saw what was happening. The wind's blowing. The water's coming in the boat. They're scared out of their minds. So he just stood up and looked out there at that weather. And King James says, he said, peace, be still. They tell me in the in the Hebrew Bible, the closest you can get to what he actually said was, shh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's right. I'm not a Hebrew scholar or a Greek scholar, but I'm, I'm told by those that are. Well. But. Peace, be still, shh, calm down. <laughs> and the Bible says there became a great calm. Isn't that wonderful? And that scared the disciples more. And they said, ah, who is this guy that even the wind and the waves obey him? But yeah. it's just so simple. See, he meant that to be simple. Right. It, it's right. his promise, his presence, presence his, and power. his power. He gave them a promise. Let's pass over the other side. That means yes. we're going to get there. Right. His he's promise, got the presence. presence. He's in the boat where he's not going to drown. And his power, he can speak to this stuff and stop it. So if we realize that we have the promises of God, yes, the presence of God, and the power of God, right. then what are we scared about? Well. But see, it was made to be simple. No, and that's it. And that's what we have to keep reminding people, Terry, all the time, is that it's simple. This isn't hard. Uh, the hard, the 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 part that will require the most out of us is to not quit. Is to no, be determined. Right. To right. stay with it. That's right. To know that don't let somebody talk you out of the truth Absolutely. of the promises of God. And, and and you guys bathe this crusade in prayer with us. Believe God with us. We're 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 going to this uh, nation. I hadn't told you yet where it is. I'm just hold, waiting to the end, so we don't want to bad guys to know but uh we, we are going to a muslim nation and we are going to a nation that's dangerous so y'all probably can figure that out but uh bathing in prayer it's not only costing us a lot of money we're believing god for a hundred thousand dollars to meet the budget but we're believing god to save people's souls we're believing god to cast devils that's out right. we're believing that's god right. there'll be lepers there we're believing god to cleanse the leper we'll be we're believing god to open blind, blind eyes, eyes. Stop deaf ears cause cripples to walk so pray with us believe god with us bathe this thing in prayer with us over the next little bit uh, as we go and i tell you when we come back we'll have a good report <laughs> that's right well you know in ter when ter while terry and i are talking about all this today i just think of uh, the gospel means good news and that's really the whole purpose of preaching the gospel is to take people good news. It's not to give them a lot of a lot of rules and regulations, or to or to be combative with somebody yeah, else. I'm preach or, simple. Yeah, we're going to preach simple truth from the Word of God that will cause the presence and the power and the promises of God Amen. to come to pass right there in those people's lives that we minister to. But then also we need it ourselves. I mean, we're living, uh, as the Bible says, in regard to all of that ourselves believing God. So we just want you to know that we're for you. We're believing God with you. Uh, we're standing on the Word of God for increase in the kingdom of God and the body of Christ. You can find us at terrymize.com and anything you'd like there. We even have product. We've got our preaching schedule. But most of all, we, we want to be here being a voice to help you, strengthen you, and encourage you with yes. the promises and the power and the presence of God. That'll and preach. always remember that you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. God bless you all.